folks, and welcome to Beyond This Earth. We are back after a two-week delay. It is December 3rd, 2022, and on this episode, Musk and Google Apple, Brett's Induendo and Realities. COVID Zeno, Chinese citizens start the longest protest in decades. Apple, however, makes a certain change. Is there something up with the word Balciaga? As teddy bear bondage become mainstream? Depends <coughs> who's coming to dinner. Trump didn't know, except for Kanye and the craziness that abound after that. Then the Twitter files. My Taibi has got them. More issues concerning the pandemic and certain things that you haven't heard about, but will soon. Plus, news you miss, space news, mini wormholes and black holes, dark realities, and a special memorial dealing with heroes dying too easy and America needing hope, other announcements, and a whole lot more for next week's show, all that and more on today's episode of Beyond This Earth. This is Beyond This Earth. Welcome to Beyond This Earth. This is Nova Hollaback. That's Hollaback. We got a lot of things to discuss on this episode, and maybe we will be able to keep it within the time limit. But today may be the most important episode of Beyond This Earth in the last two years. And why do I say it is one of the most important of the last two years? Because I am going to tell a story about men in this modern age. And I am going to weave in a lot of things from what we see today especially with all these scandals that are going about and all the realities of the situations that have happened over the last two years which leads to what I am going to say in memoriam since last week we were off for Thanksgiving holidays. I want to weave this story into the thing I was talking about two weeks ago concerning with the divine female, aka Kim Kardashian, when we get to those issues concerning Twitter. And we're going to weave all this together give you the reality of the situation of life itself that ultimately heroism is his own reward but don't expect 
nation, a people, a family, or even those closer than that will even give you the opportunity to respect, be respected as one. Let's go to the first main story concerning Elon Musk and Google Apple. Over the last two weeks, Google and Apple threatened Elon Musk with some with some very dangerous moves. And that dangerous move was they were going to get rid of Twitter from their app store because the European Union countries has said that with the return and the changes that Elon Musk has made, he cannot possibly, and I do mean possibly, continue on this track. He has to be stopped at all costs. Every cost. Twitter decided that they, if they did that, that he will activate or he will build his own phone, put his own app service. With Twitter being the main key of this app service. And he will begin the process of changing the way things are done in the technology field concerning with mobile technology. And ultimately, computer technology as we've known it so far. Ultimately that. at least for Apple, the stay of execution for Twitter will not happen as far as we know. And why is that? Because Elon Musk and Tom Cook had a heart-to-heart discussion and actually some interesting explanations. And basically, Tim Cook and Elon Musk had their issues mostly, for now, resolved. Mostly, for now, resolved. But it's not over when it concerns Google. What has also happened in that particular sense is that many companies, Many corporations or formerly owned companies are starting to head towards Elon Musk's way in a show of solidarity towards him, knowing that he has bought Twitter, 
and certain things are being exposed and seen for what they are. And you can imagine the consequences of that taking place. This is only the beginning and it will continue to be the beginning. You see, we're only just getting started. But heroism doesn't need words. But maybe a sheet of paper. And it couldn't happen to a finer communist country. But the hypocrisy of the West continues to show. And people need to start asking questions on why do they want this to happen so much when when it came to Canada, when it came to Australia, when it came to New Zealand. It was seen in disappointing tones or shocking development or connections with dark arts and dark acts. And of course, China is all supported. You know, socialism doesn't work. Hasn't worked, will never work, stop trying. And the flag goes down, and it will go down very soon. Hopefully, maybe, Christmas Eve 2022, and we'll be back here on Beyond This Earth in February of this year, of next year, 2023, saying, oh, wow. Guess what happened, folks? Biggest story of the year. Biggest story of the last 30 years. Since they started this, since the pandemic began. No, it even bigger than that. It is the same biggest day in the history of mankind. The socialist empire has been destroyed once and for all. And communism is just in a small pity state in certain places in Asia and other places. China has fallen. The unbelievable news and the day of free times will be fantastic to watch. Small things have started to happen. Even though zero COVID may no longer be a thing. The damage has been done to the Diane has pretty much stated that it's cracking up. It's not over. And I don't think it's over. This is just step three. (laughs) Yes, 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 it's step three. Because step two and step one already happened. Step three. And then we get to step four, which is, the three, uh, which is the three question marks 
And then step five, collapse of the, of the socialists. How wonderful it will be. It will be truly wonderful that Asia will finally be free from that scourge. It'll be free from that scourge of the lie. The grand lie. The lie that has hurt millions through conspiracy, through intellectual property stealing, through the whole nine yards of the fentanyl, all of it will be stopped and mitigated ultimately once they fall. Once the communism in China and his people free for the first time in almost 60 years. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the lie? Imagine. Imagine the changes that will come. It will be like a baby. Oh, nothing to be scared about. Protesters are just step three, and it's a big step three, and it's continuing. They can deal with zero COVID all they want, but bigger than is going to come. China's about to be free now. Is the West heading towards that same type of freedom where they get rid of? there yet we're close but I put it in simple terms we're at that moment where the changes are about to happen decades happen in weeks and weeks happen in decades oh and do I have to mention that centuries can happen in minutes? I'm going to talk to you about why our, uh, the American kids industry has hurt themselves. Because they no longer believe in heroes. They no longer believe in protecting the innocent, protecting the, be the beautiful, the good, and all the rest of it. They no longer believe in that. It seems that the prophecy that has been told in certain shows, let's say Quatrains of Nostradamus, let's say all these particular things, tiny little prophecies of weird stuff being passed down to young, young girls a bit unbecoming and now they got caught with the cookie jar Basically, 
showcasing some real evil shit. Now, not as explicit as cuties, which was beyond the pale. But this is a fashion line. Millions of millions of dollars. And they're doing this type of stuff. It's crazy enough for one to say, where does it all go when the mind starts to go? Balenciaga did two particular advertising setups for fashion lines. And one of those setups was as Teddy Bear in very, very compromising suit. What I mean by compromising suit. The child is not shown in such darkened ways. But that teddy bear and the implications that it showed there, albeit tame, albeit tame, is deeply troubling and sickening. And then the second advertising that shows crime scene and all the rest of it. Talking about the dark shit. My goodness. People got no tact. This is not how you do things. This is not how you do fashion. Everybody was up in arms. Especially what happened after what happened to Ye. We'll get to him in a moment. Especially the ex-wife of Ye, Kim. Who basically did an apology, non-apology. For what happened. When, when Balenciaga did talk. And now, more conspiracy theories are coming saying that it's connected to the Baal, a god, the dark god, one of the generals of Satan. Well, half right. Half right, let's be fair. It is sickening to, to see this. Absolutely sickening. But a lot of people are saying that a lot of women are not outraged by this. Or that they would do certain things. They would accept diamonds from that came from children that did it for just pennies. I mean, mine that diamond for just pennies. How much more would they care about Balenciaga? They will go back and wear those types of clothes. You know, because 
Most women today, they don't even care. They just put the weight back on. That's why the mealy mouth apology from Mrs. Kardashian, she was weak. She was desperate. The desperation is really on the fashion industry and this company should be a Go to bankruptcy. But we now accept the talk shit. As point of reference. I'll get to that when we end this show. But we just accept it as point of reference. And all the rest of this shit. It is a dark time this country. Real dark times. Real dark times. And speaking of which, guess who's coming to dinner? Trump invited a couple of people. Trump invited Kanye to dinner. Sign on scene. Kanye said, can I bring a couple of friends? He said, sure. Those couple of friends were Mon Yapanopoulos. And Fuentes. Fuentes? You mean the Fuentes that... When the Yaskova massacre took place, it was either him or one of his people connected to his show, which is America First, said that it was certain thing, it was the children's fault or what have you, or some type of ugly, ugly language that they used. Trump said that he didn't know who this Fuentes is, had very little notion or little remembrance of who Mala was, but but have met Kanye several times. And they had this dinner. Everybody got offended by it. A lot of people began to say that the setup for Trump had begun in earnest. An absolute setup for Trump had begun in earnest. Then there was an interview. With Tim Pool, in which Ye goes off the deep end. And Fuentes and others couldn't really control him to the point where Ye left. Impulse show. Then Adam Krieger, I think it was a couple of days after, or a couple of days before, who's to say, posted some things on his YouTube video that talked about this. 
thing that Jim Paul has been bandied about and messed around with a co-host and one of the producers of the show, Lydia. Then he goes on Alex Jones and gives out a performance that was ultimately confusing. This host has pretty much have no comment on what Kanye West had to say other that Elon Musk, after trying to say that, yay, are you all right? Pretty much said that free speech has its limits. And it was an incitement to violence, which Mr. Uh, uh, Michael which Michael Tracy says that the rule on Twitter doesn't necessarily exist so he did the exact same things that the old guard did, especially when it comes to Kanye. And he still hasn't done the release of all the issues concerning with the COVID, or uh, more likely the world event crisis researchers that disagree on the treatments for the world event crisis and its pandemic. Kanye had a mask on the show and said some things on the show saying that can't be hating on Hitler for long. All your mind will come after me. This, that, and the other. Hitler did some good and all the rest of it. Again, we're watching a man destroy himself and maybe after I read what I have learned concerning this issue you will understand ultimately why I have absolutely no comment on this issue other than it is sad to witness and see. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are now divorced. And as part of the settlement, Kanye West will have to pay every month $2.4 billion for the children. And I broke it down like this. Ye must pay $200,000 a month for each child. Ye has four kids. Added to the bill is their private schooling. Ye has to pay 
2.4 million a month. Gay is 45 years old, about to be 46. Gay's youngest child is Psalm West, four years old. Psalm will turn 18 in the year 2037. $2.4 million for the next 16 years is $460.8 million over the core length of the agreement. He will spend nearly two-thirds of one billion dollars and he may not be able to make certain payments at certain times he will be 63 64 years old by the time he will be able quote unquote to pay off that child support. Just something to think about. Something to really think about. If you have read my article concerning the divine female, you will understand certain things and start to make sense. Next up, the rail strike that we have to discuss. Now, the rail workers had a tentative agreement. We talked about this about uh, around the second episode, second, third episode. And I pretty much explained that the rail workers Having a con have a contract dispute. And they're trying to solve that contract dispute. They're trying to solve that contract dispute. And then it do good and it was just a temporary one. The economic tragedy that Congress is trying to prevent, quote unquote. They now had to pretty much do what Reagan did with the workers, with the flight attendants and the pilots that in this particular case, they can still protest and all the rest of it, but they can't go on strike. Biden has pretty much done what Reagan did way back when and pretty much put labor on notice saying that Y'all motherfuckers are robots now. Y'all do the robotic things now. We're climbing up walls now. We gotta keep you working now. No more sick leave now. We got no more workers now. We're gonna talk about what Schumer said in a couple. You got no more workers now. 
Labor's finished now. All coming from a president that got a lot of backing from the labor unions. And they do this. A lot of people wonder why Trump won the first time. This is the type of shit. Especially from the Democrats who should know better, quote unquote, know better. Quote unquote, know better. Should be butting out from and allowing unions to secede on doing what they need to do in negotiating and all the rest of it. But it turns out, and especially it comes from certain parts of the dissident right, have begun to figure out very interestingly enough that the Democrats had never liked workers, especially the richer Democrats per se. They have never respected and never gave a damn about labor at all. And they used the issues of labor to bludgeon conservatives, to bludgeon the it to bludgeon business, legitimate business, to bludgeon or to bludgeon the, to use the unions as a bludgeon instead of the unions protecting their workers at all cases with many particular issues, even between certain union members, they've used them as a bludgeon, as a, as a shield for many of the things that they do in the running of the states, especially in business, especially in culture, especially in entertainment, especially in other places that has been a detriment from those that are outside the union and those that are a part of the union in a periphery, in the periphery of the union and its, and, and, and its, um, and its ways and its entities. And that's a lot to think about that the left has not even helped a leftist cause such as unions. Maybe they have never done it. Maybe they only used it for a little while until they got what they wanted and then they threw you out the damn window. I just want y'all to think about all of that. Coming up next on Beyond this earth we're going to talk about the interview with George Stephanopoulos and this SBF Beckman Freed and his scary moments when he showed up at the New York Times interview that he was scheduled for plus we are going to discuss the Twitter files. Matt Taibbi has finally done some interesting work about this and it's connected to the Hunter Biden scandal. We'll discuss a little bit of that. Plus, things that are going on with the pandemic 
and more about these particular treatments of the world event crisis and its pandemic. All that and a whole lot more on Beyond This Earth. We'll be back right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. Now return you to Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. This is Nova Hollerback. That's Hollerback. And the Twitter files is now available. Uh, Mike Taibbi through Elon Musk. And Mike Taibbi being the cutout. Talked about the Twitter files. I'm just going to give you the basic notion of what's going on with these particular files concerning with Twitter. First off. It basically says about the Hunter Biden scandal, which I mentioned about in a post that I did on Twitter concerning CBS News and Catherine Heritage, which I am going to repeat to you in the context of what has happened with these particular files in journalism to showcase the issues that we have talked about concerning the media and how it is destroying everything all so many people have built from outside the news media and inside the news media but giving the basic gist it has to do with the scandal concerning with joe uh, uh joseph biden's son hunter biden his other son and a laptop that has been a point of contention especially with what has happened with this particular thing. This is the expansion of the recent report from Kathleen Heritage that was done about two and a half weeks ago, pretty much saying that the laptop existed. Now Mike Taibbi, who used to be friends with Mark Ames, Joshua Levine, and Glenn Greenwald, he's still friends with Glenn Greenwald, the other two are not because basically he joined with others trying to destroy Mr. This, uh, Mr. Uh, Ames and Mr. Lavigne over their things and dealings with women who worked at the exile who complained about um the issues concerning with Putin long before Putin got into this conflict with Ukraine. And then he talked about the Ukrainians too. And they were all once good friends, but that sort of thing that happens, that's very hard to forgive. Especially being the exile, being one of those types of magazines that, especially if you are conservative and really want to understand certain things, how the liberal thinks, that was the magazine you go to. And it was subversive for his time. So there may be a lot of contentious issues concerning with well, Ames sees this story and it's a, a bit understandable. But be that as it may, basically what they're saying was this. The Biden thing was suppressed by Mrs. Gladey, 
who formerly worked at Twitter. It reached to the point that the Democrat Party found a way to keep Jack Dorsey, the former president of Twitter, in the dark about what they did with these particular files and what they did with that particular information. Now, certain people have come and looked at that information and said, because this was the person, because this person didn't want this particular thing to be on Twitter and it broke the TOS rules, that thing was taken down. And it was taken down with the quickness. However, other people have said that dark shit, even after the victims told them to take it down, has not been taken down by Twitter. So you can see the particular issues that have come about with this information. One or only one Democrat started to argue about the point that this information should not have been censored. I think that was Mrs. Kahana. And it turns out that others connected to Twitter and Glade and many others with Biden's people basically hid that, made sure that thing, they did the spin move on everybody and that information was not told. Basically, Taibbi said that the Democrat Party, the FBI, and other particular entities of that nature went in the full press mode to make sure that that particular story was not told. And it's basically vindication for a lot of the right-wing entities and for the New York Post and ultimately Catherine Heritage on the stories concerning with Biden, with Hunter Biden and that laptop. However, certain entities right now on Twitter are telling others that Elon Musk, because of his connections with the space program, because of his connections concerning Starlink and the issues with Ukraine, concerning other particular things with Tesla, basically ran interference with much more of the data concerning with Hutton Biden's laptop that we will not get the full story from Elon Musk because of his connections with the government of the United States concerning three of his major companies, Twitter now included. And this and other particular things he's gonna release one concerning with after the election is basically what is going to happen is all we're going to get from these particular Twitter files unless noted, unless cleared away from his lawyers, 
as the rest of the governmental entities connected to this story. All we are going to have from January of 2023 to the end of 2025 is hearings on top of hearings on top of hearings on top of hearings on what did the Democrats know? What did Twitter know? What did YouTube and others know? What are these collusions and what things need to happen? Do people need to go to jail? But fundamentally, at the end of the day and at the final analysis, all this shows, and it really shows a lot, on how power is used in this country and how the right wing in this country does not understand that even if the truth is on their side and hopefully it will prevail because I believe in the white pills all day, every day. However, however, a caveat, a cautionary tale, Caution needs to be put into the wind. Be careful out there, folks. For the left wing and the establishments that they have either control or have heavy-duty influence on, we're going to go with more heavy-duty influence on and heavy-duty influence reaches to the point of they possibly do control it. And all but name. How even the truth can be just shushed away because they have the power to do whatever the fuck they wish. And the right wing in this country and any type of Jeffersonian Republicanism or any type of Jacksonian populism has to reconcile with the fact that the Democrats and the liberals all over the world, doesn't matter where, do not play fair and will never play fair. And you start, and it all starts with stop giving them the frame of fairness to those that ultimately do not and will never have anybody's interest at heart. They use workers and workers' rights. And the whole concept of work, liberals do, as a way to bludgeon the right business, legitimate businesses, 
in order to get whatever they want. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that is why people are be starting to begin to realize that when it comes to labor and all the rest of it, they use you as a weapon. They use workers as a weapon. If they want to know why Trump won the first time around, all they got to realize and show is why did uh, Joe Biden did the same thing that Ronald Reagan just did with the airplane workers that he now did with the rail workers. So a lot of the leftists need to answer that question honestly and they will never give us the honest answer. So don't expect it from them. Expecting from that is a joke, an absolute joke. I want to read that thing before we continue because I'm going back and forward. This is what I posted a couple of weeks ago. This was actually right after Thanksgiving. This is the only time I will state this because this is honest and sobering thing that I've seen off and on for several years. If somebody doesn't say these things, nothing will be solved. FTV Live and Johnny Dollar and others have done great work. CS News, you have a serious, serious problem. And this problem has been going on for years. The report from Catherine Heritage was a long time coming, and it's needed, but it was 25 months, and nobody in the company followed up on the statement made by the POTUS at that time, which is Donald Trump. And now how that statement has led into the federal government after the transition of power to Biden and his people to raid certain offices of certain political groups or now have to do the job that many of your journalists refuse to do or keep things on a pup peace level. Many of your journalists have constantly failed upwards, saying certain names that will be deeply unfair, but going back six or seven years, there were certain journalists that should have shown more decorum and responsibility as adults. It was deeply disappointing to see pictures of your journalists during disasters many people were suffering through, taking selfies and the like. It was deeply unbecoming, and those journalists should have been fired on the spot, no exceptions. But I am just an observer, nothing more or less. The more pressing question and worry is the dismissal, slashing of certain missing elements of your journalist work, either by the CS Evening News managing editor, O'Donnell, or by the president of the whole news division. It has become apparent for the betterment of the division that Leslie Stahl, one one-time good reporter, needs to step down from 60 minutes, effective immediately. Not only because of certain issues in the past being overlooked for ma- ma- many times for major stories since Watergate, but because the interview she had with Trump showed that she confused her line of questioning to the point that even when the president gave her a straight answer, the response to that answer was deeply troubling and ultimately nonsensical from someone who should have known better. 
Roger Maud, in a somewhat similar situation to Ted Kennedy, got the latter flustered by asking a simple question, why do you want to run for president? This is one of the many situations that the network has failed on many occasions because they cannot allow the interviewer to succeed or fail in answering his or her questions or realize later on with more reporting and explaining to the audience that he or she was fibbing the interviewee. Was fibbing. I do not ask for much, but Catherine Hamrichage is a rare reporter that has been mishandled. Respect can come back to the news division and the local divisions that the new division now runs by doing the following. I've already mentioned with Star as a start. Then I gave certain solutions to solving certain of these problems. And basically that is what I pretty much stated the other day. And now it's become apparent that this particular story was censored. And it is going to get worse when the realization and now certain journalists from both NBC News and others are slapping against or getting really, really uh, antsy towards Night Taibi for breaking this particular story and saying that he shouldn't have done this, this and the other. It doesn't even matter. It's happened. It's out there. We have to accept it for what it is. Y'all got to realize that these liberals do not give a damn about the truth. They lie. We know they lie. We know that they know that they lie. They know that we know that they know that they lie. And yet they still continue to lie. So stop playing yourselves for once. And speaking of lying, this Sam Bankman free dude is a real freaking piece of work. Piece of work. You want to see the devil in latter millennium form? It's Sam Bankman freed. Look at his eyes when he tries to answer a question. He's looking down. He's dancing and prancing. He's fidgeting so much like he is high on some sort of drug. Can you imagine the bullshit that we are going through? and find out that this dude is going to get away with one of the biggest financial crimes. And it is a crime that we have seen in years. Not only that, more information has come out that 
FTS lied to its users saying that they will hold Bitcoins, but they didn't hold one, but some certain accounts may have never held one Bitcoin <coughs> or did not have the capacity to do so. This dude ripped you from your money. But because it was not the way Madoff did it, by defrauding a lot of rich people, it turns out that he might, and I do mean this, might get away with it. You should feel sick in your stomach if they are going to allow to let this dude get away with this shit and get away with it scot-free. One Twitter follower said, before people cared how you made your money, criminals were looked down upon. In 2022, that is no longer the case. If you launder money, sell drugs, gangs, or worse, all people care about is, did you get the bag? This is the biggest cultural shift in decades. Disgusting. That's one. Another Twitter user said, the whole demotion of disgust has been lobotomized. Anything goes. Jack Murphy still has an audience. And look at the chemically salty one. Look at the reactions to the dark shit. Look at the, even the reactions to Liver King. I was busted. So now I'll manage registering by coming 20% clean about it video. If you're not lobotomized and still possessive of a disgust module in the brain, congrats, you are now a hater. Even supposed faith, you see, gospels are infused with Christ's disgust of hypocrisy, frauds, and teachers of the law, unbelievers, Yiddish reader management as only love. There's only good vibes now, all the way down. That's right. And it comes to the, it's not an original thought of mine, but it has now become troublesome how people have become just liars now. It is expected to lie every single moment of their lives. It wasn't always this way. This is the big reason that the current environment cannot lurch into some of the cannot even do the certain things that they do. Such requires a baseline sentiment of personal discipline and rudimentary honor. And then other Twitter posters are saying just the ease that people will sit here. Oh, I don't mind that he lied. He still inspires me. Integrity is no longer appreciated, nor does it discuss for lack of thereof. Just fake it until you make it, bruh. And it just continues on and on. Let's see here. And so 
This is what basically it is. But speaking of those that want to tell the truth, I do have to talk about one thing concerning with the issues concerning um, the pandemic. There are videos out there um, from medical people that were doing a conference in Japan. This is mostly uh, a meeting with a lot of Japanese hospital leaders and others and basically talking about the issues with the vaccine and all the guidelines concerning the vaccine. Now, the Japanese have a law concerning with not taking certain things that have not been medically proven to succeed. So they have this anti-bad uh, medicine law which is uh, uh, one of the things that uh, a lot of Western countries should begin to use uh, along with the HIPAAs and all the rest of it. And it is showcasing some real, real shocking claims that this pandemic treatment is not going to work the way people think it's going to work. But then again, folks, we're reaching the age of where heroes are becoming forgotten and heroes are becoming nomenclature. And it seems that everything is encapsulated in the passing of one Kevin Conroy and what he brought to the table and what he gone through as a person. And another who we will talk about near the end of the show. But coming up next on Beyond This Earth, some very intriguing things that one must understand when we return on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. return you to beyond this earth I did tell you that we were going to talk about what we're going to discuss as part of a full history and I told you that this episode of beyond this earth was going to be one of the most important of recent time of the recent episodes that we have done so it is time to go far into the past to showcase what one is suffering today. And speaking of China, not to be outdone, we have to talk about how China went through its own situations with corruption, things that don't make sense, and a whole lot of other stuff and how long it really took to get them out of that type of situation. If you are fans of the Dynasty Warriors series, which basically talks about the romance of the three kingdoms, which is one of the longest books in the history of the world and outpaces the Lord of the Rings by length and breadth, not to say that Lord of the Rings is a 
not a great series. It is a fantastic series. But the way this story goes is absolutely fascinating. And of course, the Dynasty Warriors series and the Wuxia side of Chinese pulp, as it were, Chinese noir connected to Wuxia martial arts and other things of that nature have been a favorite among Asian audiences for many, many years. But we must start this story from the very beginning. The Twitter user, Scuzzy Modem, had an interesting post connecting China's past history of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms with what is going on recently, what we have just talked about in the last two segments. It goes by the following. The government that is ruled by statute did not rule in truth. The country, China, was being run not by the emperor or by the local governors, but by a bureaucracy that wasn't invisible to the general public, led by 10 chief eunuchs in Luang which was the capital at the time. Offices were not given by merit, but by reward friend, by, by rewarding friends and allies. People who had never been in the battle were given command of thousands of troops. The casualties against the yellow turbans were astronomical, given how poorly trained and equipped they were. The common people saw the government as illegitimate. In the U.S. now, low poll numbers and protests are seizing losing will of the people. In China, back then, natural disasters were seen as losing the mandate of heaven. In both cases, any attempt of corruption was shut down by the bureaucracy. The biggest consequence was the Three Kingdoms era, which is A.D. 2022. 220 to year 280, a civil war that claimed more lives than World War I. No one kingdom is strong enough to win, but that didn't stop them from trying. Another consequence was before the abdication of the last Han Emperor, 2020, that's, I mean, 220 AD, were warring factions all claiming to fight for the emperor who became a puppet of the warlord Cao Cao. Zhao Zhao, giving them license to execute their enemies for treason. The resulting war also decimated the managerial class. Local governors suddenly found themselves caught between two warlords. One will win your territory. Pick the wrong one, and you'll be separated from your head. Stack the similarities Government officials will use their office to empower themselves instead of discharging their duties. Back then, it was leveling false charges to extort a bribe. Today, it's getting your kids no-show jobs and solving crimes you instigate. The problems were easily seen by many people. And anybody sent to the capital to fix them at the source was bribed, slandered, falsely arrested, or assassinated. Obviously, the last one doesn't happen in D.C. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Scuzzy Mosum continues, 
Despite much opposition and intrigue at the capital, very little of consequence was done and very few promises were kept. Most officials spent their efforts trying desperately to maintain the status quo. A powerful noble by the name of Wang Shao attempted to end the corruption and slay the eunuchs. He was partially successful, but failed to fall through and was ultimately betrayed and abandoned by allies looking to enrich or protect themselves. And then he shows a pic of Donald Trump in one of his recent speeches. It's that speech that took place that pretty much brought him back into the uh, running for president in 2024. I will tell you, I'm a victim. I'm a victim. That's what the picture shows us. Localities at this point, Scuzzy Mosum continues, simply stopped obeying the imperial edicts and eventually began expelling tax collectors. Sanctuary cities, anyone? Very corruption were beginning to pour over long before open rebellion. When Liu Bei was still a local official, his sworn brother, Shang Fei, publicly flogged the visiting dignitary by trying to restore the bribe. More severe than Scott Wiener's Twitter shaming, but still. When war broke out, several of China's neighbors were invaded to gain resources and press their men into service. The most notable was Naman, who was conquered by Lu Zhang to bring his riches to Lu Bei. Visiting Cao Cao as a usurper, holding the emperor's puppet strings, Lu Bei was willing to overthrow his own relatives by force of arms to gain more power to oppose him. In addition, his unwillingness to part with anything game eventually broke down his alliance with Sun Quang of Wu. Without combining their strength, they couldn't hope to defeat Wei. Xiao Xiao. And so the war lasted another 60 years. Again, the war killed 40 million people. Awarding offices as political figures led to a crisis of incompetence. Most people working for the government were, were terrible at their jobs. And very oddly suspicious, but the ancient Chinese sometimes describe almost, or some to their cases, literally magical powers for a certain paths of people for the state of the state of their genitals, giving them high offices for that fat alone. In China, these were the eunuchs. Today he shows two pictures, you know who they are. Military officials being political appointees began seeing military conflicts, not as bloody contests to be won quickly, but as opportunities for graft and political advancement. Many countermanded the orders of their superiors to further their own agendas. This crisis of incompetence got people killed. The Yellow Turman Rebellion was a peasant uprising and should have stood no chance against the Han Empire, but it instead wiped out the entire Han armies. It was so unexpected that some accounts credited their victories to Magi. He gives a side note here. The Yellow Turman Rebellion was put down by freshly levied troops led by local officials. Troops led by Han generals 
usually built out by smaller local forces who actually knew how to fight. Two of these local world wars were Yao Bei and Cao Cao or Xiao Xiao. He continues, banditry was common, like a faith in the government made criminals bold, knowing they will get away with it. So long as they avoided Liu Wang and Han officials, nothing was done. When locals asked for the capital to help, the eunuchs denied it was a problem. Border incursions were also common, mostly barbarian tribes looting, taking slaves, and kidnapping nobles for ransom. Like the banditry, this was downplayed and ignored as long as it never affected the capital or anyone well-connected. Since officials were officiating, it, since officials saw officiating as a power game, instead of the desire to run a country, people will then switch sides when it suited them. Most notable was Lu Bu. You recognize him from the Dynasty Warriors franchise, who stabbed two of his benefactors in the back. Literally. The first time, it was to get a higher position. The second is that he could bang an actual Chinese spy. No, seriously, her name was Dao Shang and was sent to separate him from his boss. Xiao Xiao was one willing to accept the service of his traitor when Lu Bu offered them in exchange for his life. On advice of, from his officers, he had Lu Bu decapitated. News networks are not smart enough to refuse the services of known traitors. Dong Xiao and Cao Cao both cozy all to the sinning emperor, but mostly kept them away from the public. The emperor would then instead send written edicts that happened to coincide with whatever his handler wanted. Some of these were as specific as attacking personal enemies. Side note again, Romance of the Three Kingdoms posit is that the invasion of Wu by Wei led, led into Wei's crushing defeat at the Chai Bay was launched so that Xiao Xiao could get the two cows as concubines. Dao Chao was the widow of Sun Si of Wu. Zhao Kuo was the wife of General Wu Xiao Wu. Stability in China took centuries to recover. The Three Kingdoms period ended with Sima Yang's conquest of Wu in 280, following his usurpation of Cao Huan as ruler of Wei and his father's capture of Lu Shang and conquest of Shu. Despite this, the Jin Dynasty is not one of the major dynasties Chinese children have to memorize for school. It's the first civil war, the War of the Eight Princes, that began in, 20, in 290 with the death of Zima Yang. China's next golden age will not come until the Tang Dynasty. The Tang Dynasty's golden age would begin under China's only empress regent, Wu Zetan, who took over the throne in AD 690, 410 years after the unification under Jin. For reference, Plymouth Colony was only settled 402 years ago.
That is how destructive a world without heroes will become. We'll talk about that and more news you missed and other things of that nature on Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. Surf. This is Nobel Hollaback. That's Hollaback. Here's some of the news that you missed in this deeply, deeply important episode of the show. A couple of days ago, you saw that Ye was on Alex Jones' show. And recently now, under the Musk leadership, as we just mentioned in the first segment, he got banned. He has, that's Mr. Jones, has filed for bankruptcy. He filed for personal bankruptcy a couple of days on Friday. Signing that his top creditor is that the families of the Sandy Hook victims who he has to be ordered to pay $1.4 billion for his assertions that the 2012 school shooting was a hoax. Jones have already put his company Free Speech Systems under bankruptcy in July. Attorneys for the families have criticized the moves as an attempt to wriggle out of paying what he owes them. Over in the conflict in Ukraine, the G7, Australia, and the EU agreed yesterday to cap the price of Russian oil at $60 a barrel as of Monday, this upcoming Monday, to limit Russia's assets to cash from oil without creating a global supply problem. Russia previously warned that it will retaliate against any price cap. However, the current one may be mostly symbolic as it will still allow Russia to turn somewhat of a profit. The EU and the UK will start banning imports of Russian oil on Monday, so the cap which prohibits shippers and insurers from handling Russian oil sold for more will impact what Russia can get from the rest of the market. Reddit has turned R. Kanye, a page devoted to the rapper now known as Ye, as a tribute to Holocaust victims as he expressed admiration for Hitler and was kicked off of Twitter again for posting a swastika. Drew Brees posted a picture of himself getting struck by lightning that racked up over a million views on Twitter, but that turned out to be a stage publicity sum for the internet sports betting company PointsBet, which still works for NBC Universal. 
Pharaoh Briggs have caused $2.5 billion in damage per year in the U.S., despite a $100 billion federal program aimed indirectly addressing the problem. That are some of the news that you have missed for this week. There are some pretty fascinating news from the space front. And first off, James Webb Telescope took some picture, well, took an image of Titan. Yes, that's that Titan, the Titan that is one of the moons of Saturn. So in some of those images, they found some dunes. Yes, black sand dunes in Titan. And looked at other places like there's some methane gas, methane uh, ice. Excuse me. There's some methane, ice, and a whole lot more. They were also doing some spectral graph, re, spectral graph imaging concerning uh, the composition of its atmosphere. So you, so there will be more about it later on. Artemis is still rotating around. The moon, they said, it was going to go through 42 times. So we're being set up to get ready for the manned space mission, which will be at least around 18 months from now. As they get everything set up for that. And also the upcoming moon mission that will be ready in 2025 since they now may be on schedule or may speed up the schedule. So that will be very big for all of us a change of pace in where we are going to find heroism in this world. And in other news of note, Scientists has long pursued a deep understanding of wormholes and then now have appeared to be making progress. Researchers have announced on Wednesday that they forged two minuscule simulated black holes. This extraordinary dense celestial objects with gravity so powerful that not even light can escape in a quantum computer and it's transmitted a message between them for what amounts to be a tunnel in space-time. That's right, they created two miniature black holes and, and sent a message through them. Using a quantum computer. They said they were successful in constructing simulated black holes. Basically, they said it's a wormhole, but they made a simulated black hole. And they sent a message through it. 
Wow. It was a baby wormhole, according to Caltech physicist Maria Sapolu, a co-author of the research published in the journal Nature. But scientists are a long way from able to send people all the living things through that portal. It's very for me. I will tell you it is very, very, very far away. People come to me and say and ask me, can you put your dog through the wormholes? So, no. That's a huge leap. There's a difference between being possible in principle and possible in reality. Added physicist, co-study author Joseph Lichen of Fermilab, America's particle physics and accelerator laboratory. So don't hold your breath about sending your dog through the wormhole, but you have to start somewhere. And I think it's just exciting that we were able to get our hands in it at all. The researchers observed the wormhole dynamics of the quantum device in Alphabet's Google called the Sycamore Quantum Processor. A wormhole, a rupture in space and time, is considered a bridge between two remote regions of the universe. Scientists referred to them as Einstein-Rosen bridges after the two physicists to describe them, Albert Einstein and Nathan Rosen. Such wormholes are consistent with Einstein's theory of general relativity, which focuses on gravity, one of the fundamental forces of nature in the universe. The term wormhole was coined by physicist John Wheeler in the 1950s. Sipalu said that this research has found a quantum system that likely inhibits key properties of a gravitational wormhole, but was small enough to implement on existing quantum hardware. If it looks like a duck, it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. So that's what we can say at this point, that we have something in terms of the properties that we look at, it looks like a wormhole. The researchers said no rupture of space or time was created in physical space in the experiment, though a transmissible wormhole appeared to have emerged based on quantum information teleported using quantum codes for the quantum processor. These ideas have been around for a long time, and they're very powerful ideas. But in the end, we're in this experimental science, and we have been struggling now for a very long time to find a way to explore these ideas in the laboratory, and that is ultimately what is exciting about this. It's not just, well, wormholes are cool. This is actually a way to look at these very fundamental problems of our universe in a laboratory setting. So they didn't really create a wormhole. They created a simulated wormhole in a quantum computer. So they pretty much said, computer, uh, spin this that way, spin this the other way. If it creates some sort of tunnel, send information through. Uh, the physics are a little bit complicated, but basically, yes, they have created a tunnel. And if you have created a tunnel and can figure out how to keep the what was called in Warhammer 40, 40K, the warp stable, then you could travel hundreds of thousands, hundreds of millions of miles through space. Now that they've figured out that they could create a wormhole, they can go and do it in reverse and create warp bubbles. Or what is considered the Oscar Ascular drive, what other scientists have been saying about ascular drives and warp and warp nacelles and all the rest of it. So we are building, even if 
this is simulated new ways of communicating with each other. And we are also creating new ways to go through space in ways that we never believed possible. That is some of the good space news that we, I mean, human beings have been able to do in the last couple of days before and after Thanksgiving. It leads me to a very dark realization before we get to in memoriam this week that a lot of people don't understand where we are in society. I have absolutely no comment, like I said earlier, about what Kanye is or has become. They basically told Les Freeman that he wishes to be forgotten. There was a time in this world that Yay was the most important black man in the world. The most important. He had it all, had everything. And it wasn't necessarily enough for him because there is always this doubt in this world. And that doubt ate at him for years. And it's not to excuse such words, but we now see that desperation of trying to keep things on an even keel, trying to keep a family that in many ways could have never existed if the man never had that type of money together. You have to understand that a lot of the things that you have been talking about with the way and living see each other and how all these things have come together and this, 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 and All of the trad tricks of women cooking and showing it on YouTube. I mean, not teaching them how, I mean, not in the teaching how to cook sense, but in the, oh, I'm not going to harm you since I'm a traditional wife, this, that, and the other thing. 
It is just a continuation of things that I have said on the Substack that women are their own worst enemies. They are. The people who took Trump from Twitter, the people who banned him from Twitter, the president of the United States back then. If you look through their histories, and you look through their connections, and you look at what they said and talk about, these are not the people that would be allowed to even have anything done in this world. But we have a school system, an educational system. If we really, really want to be truthful, the disadvantages real education to the youth about it, about America's history, about European history, about uh, African history in certain ways, and Asian history in certain ways, disadvantages both urban and rural children in getting the education that they need. And advantages those people that play games with their lives from a very early age and a lot of people a lot of administrators counselors and all the rest of them do not have the wherewithal to realize that certain children go through a life with a hubris that needs to be tampered down through whatever have you. They might skin through life in certain ways, but you begin to understand that they have certain types of hubris. That if it's not seen early, can be destructive when it comes to school shootings. This hubris, or in a nonviolent manner, can be destructive later on in life when it comes. To what happened to the former president of the United States. Especially with all this information coming out on Twitter. And to me, I remind you, may I remind all of you, the reason why there is even a Twitter safety board is because of the events of the PSYOP concerning 
Gamergate and everything surrounding that particular aspect. American children have been sorely mishandled from birth until 18 years old in education, in entertainment, on who their friends are, on the opportunities for them to become successful as adults, on how people should behave towards one another, both girls and boys, but especially on a lot of young females. Dolo Tomasi said something very profound in his Twitter posts and his books. Has anybody looked at Instagram on these thirst models? And he has posted this again and again on all the women out there, especially a lot of the wives of the major sports superstars. A lot of them, have they shown their families? Even if it's in the same exact place, have they shown their families? Have they shown their mothers, their fathers, their sisters, their brothers, their nieces, their nephews? Do they have a life outside of their own bodies? He asked that question. And your host began to think about certain things and wonder what type of woman shows this, 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 and this. Shows the whole gambit of her life and say that, oh, she is more than just her body. Very rare. And basically he then says that these women, even if they're doing it in an unconscious fashion, and even if they are doing it in a way and a type that says, look, I may be doing this just to make myself look better and all the rest of these things and whatnot. But I'm doing it for myself and all the rest of it. It's actually becoming detrimental, not only to herself, but for all of those. Women out there who say they cannot compete against others. Cannot compete against that particular poster or cannot compete against them and especially younger females. Which then also leads to another assertion that Rolo Tomasi says is that it is a form of competition between females that is causing a lot of the psychological damage 
we are now seeing. Instead of Western society, not in the business of censorship or anything, this goes from Disney's very first aspect when they were starting to turn around the company and trying to save the company using the whole concept of the princess motif and all the rest of it in the early 19, in the late, very late 1980s, 1989, to be honest with you. From the concept of a princess and to be treated like a princess in always and in all terms, even to the point of when they grow older, they still need to be treated like a princess and they change that concept and figure out how to move that concept around, but not That self-realization, actualization, and wherewithal, and humility, and kindness to become a quote-unquote princess that people will respect you for, and especially in a society that had these issues with feminism. And how they see themselves, as Rolo Tomasi said, they see themselves and they see those whole world sees itself when it comes to um, sexual dynamics. Women see themselves as the way that radical feminists saw themselves in the 1970s. And it has been accepted as pretty much gospel today. And what I said about Kim Kardashian and the way that women see themselves and the whole concept of the modern day divine female attributes is everything that Kim Kardashian stands for, whether people like it or they don't, what if it is the fault of Mrs. Kardashian and her sisters or not, and all the rest of it. And it has been so damaging to women as a whole. That it has affected everything in this society, and especially for men, in order for them feel like they are moving in a place where they can feel successful, not outside of women, but in themselves, as men and as individuals. Because even the yogis in India no society wants Educated people, no society wants people to, to be individuals. No society wanted it. And if you really want to go into terms that have to be happen, they have to be said. The reason why we're here is to prevent 
the events of World War II happening again, not only in Germany, but what happened in Japan and what happened in Italy. They do not want it to happen again. So they decided, the Western world decided that the only way this thing can be stopped is that women in womenhood need to be put on a better or a higher place so that certain things will never happen again. But the damage that caused in trying to prevent the disaster, instead of accepting that this happened, instead of accepting that evil was done towards people and realizing that in order to stop it from happening again, that they don't have to destroy men to do it. Has not come to fruition and may never come to fruition because we have destroyed heroism in all forms and in all places, especially in this country. And that leads me to the memorial, a memorial we're off two weeks. And being off two weeks, it's difficult to see things in terms that may be understandable for some. We lost Kevin Conroy. Last episode of Beyond This Earth, we lost him to a bout of cancer at the age of 66 years old. Your host was getting ready for Thanksgiving when he heard the news. Jason David Frank. At 19 years old, was one of the biggest stars in Hollywood and may have been outside of Japan, one of the biggest stars in the world for nearly two years. One of the biggest. Jason David Frank should be alive today.
This man had to constantly work and constantly try to escape his demons. I saw the tattoo. And you know what that tattoo says. Jesus didn't tap. You know, I want to take you back to 1993, 1994. I want to take you back to the five episodes that pretty much solidified the rise of the Power Rangers and what the Power Rangers did to the old structure of the kids industry. And I want you to understand that it was a sea change that the kids industry still has never reconciled. and may never reconcile forever. Because it came at a time when the world was changing. And the whole reality of The first three seasons of the Power Rangers was the fight ultimately for the soul of one man and that man was being played by Jason David Frank. America destroys his heroes way too easily. The story of Mr. Frank is deeply troubling and harrowing, to say the least. Two marriages, and yet, and yet he was still seen as a hero to many. But for some people, and for certain women, being a hero is not enough. You have to do more. You have to speak more. You have to perform more. And then tragedies that and disasters that have come on top of all this. The reality of the situation is, is that 
those five episodes were a redemption story that became a part of his life as the redemption story that one can be redeemed from evil through care, love, and understanding. It seems that is more long ago. It is a sad reality of our lives that our heroes are destroyed, made crazy, made stupid, made incepted. If it's not DMX and his issues with drugs, It is the anti-heroes unwilling to get over certain things. If it's not them, it is those that thought that having a woman such as Mrs. Kardashian, good or for ill, completed one's life when she was never a compliment to any man that she met until possibly very recently. That we prop up men like Sam Bankman Freed. And we prop up men like Pete Davidson. And we prop up all these weaknesses and weak people who can never, ever truly be heroes but only are the leaders of a dark world that through Paulson Lloyd Zed in the franchise wish to bring upon humanity. The men that have created the heroes of our time are no more. They've all passed on due to old age. The men that had allowed these heroes to be born are now talking about a politics and a realization of a politics that for some is incompatible with the realities on the ground. But there is one thing above all else that made me realize that America, for as great as it is, continues to eat its heroes like it was nothing. All of the heroes of the Mass Rider franchise. A majority of them are still alive. A majority of 
those that have done the Ultraman franchise now in its 55th year are also alive. All those that have done superhero work over in Japan are living and they are treated with such a reverence over there that it becomes major news when they pass on. And they are kept, despite all the issues Japan has, healthy and bright. And they can give to their sons and their daughters, especially recently with Mass Rider to pass on their legacy to the next generation. In America, we no longer have the capability as of right now to do that. I have a 62-year-old man by the name of Tom Cruise who was able to make for Paramount Global. Billions upon billions of dollars for return of the Top Gun franchise. I have a 76-year-old man by the name of Sylvester Stallone who has had tragedies on his own doing Tulsa King. I have a 65-year-old man by Kevin Costner who is gaining 10 million viewers, almost, for a show called Yellowstone. But when it comes to the kids' industry, and especially dealing with boys, young boys, in order to become men, these men dying and are not given the relevance that they deserve. Jason David Frank should have been one of the biggest stars in Hollywood long term. So as his co-workers that he worked for, so those that many others that have worked way after, way after. His influence will always be remembered. But we eat our heroes so bad. And when we eat them up and spin them out, all we are left with are the darkness that we see all across this country. And we should be ashamed That, yes, Tom Cruise is a talented actor. Yes, Harrison Ford is a talented actor. Yes, Steven, uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone 
the talented actor. Yes! Kevin Costner can still do it. Jason David Frank never got his chance. Because people stole from him. Stole his chances from him. Stole his wealth from him. Hard-earned wealth. And there were some arguments and all the rest of it. And wasn't perfect. But the world consumed this young, this man. Consumed him. America consumes his own heroes while others revered them and put them on a place that not anybody in that country will ever deny. If you want to know the reason why Things have gotten bad for a lot of men, a lot of people in this country. Look at what the media and who the media tried to protect and who the media tried to promote. I just want y'all to think about the people that were complaining about the violence on the Power Rangers. I just want you to think about this now. And the people that forced Saban to do certain things, you know, Saban is pretty much tied with these same liberals in many ways. And and the things that he had to change in Digimon did, I want you to know that these same people, these same people, I've been against Toonami. I've been against anime. I've been against masculinity. I've been against everything. I've been against true education. I've played games with the future of education. had destroyed PBS and PBS kids. Have put women on pedestals that many of them don't deserve or don't even want. Have built and changed America into the morass that it is that you now see on tw- with these Twitter files. They built these things. And 
even know that a lot of us have the truth on our side. It's never enough. And one day the truth will be shown and thing will be proven. But like I said in the third segment, it may take until the generation upon a generation that have passed and complete changes in the way things are done before anything else will change. The man should have never died. Jesus did intend. He keeps looking at that picture. But you did. You did that tap because of all the family issues that you had in your life? And all the family passings that you had in your life? His word ate you up. And you felt like you were alone for the rest of your life. And I asked the question, is Jesus enough? And these days I begin to wonder, is Jesus enough when everybody has ran away from him and a society that has turned towards his physical enjoyment? and his physical degeneracies. In order to protect themselves from shame. Have left those that are followers of Christ on a lurch. Because in the past, this would have never happened. And in the past, there would have been other support. There would have been other connections. There would have been this than the other. But we don't respect those that work with the children's business. And it has been proven. And we don't, and we don't do the right things for them in order to move on to the next level whatever it is in Hollywood or outside of Hollywood. These child actors and these child stars, it is very rare, especially concerning um, Drew Barrymore and the like, that they even get out or they even are sane after a while. The memorial service took place the following Monday in which a lot of people came and they live streamed that service. And it was difficult to see and watch and I only looked at certain pictures of it. And the first cast of this Ranger series have been cursed with the reality 
of life and have been been given blessings that most people would kill to have and have been hurt and cursed by the way America especially is treated as heroes. When an Oscar-nominated actor comes up and says that a man never even acted another day after may have taken roles a couple of days this that, and the other never really became a star after 1989 said that he was his inspiration in this particular franchise when they were doing the remake of mass writer black sun I just want y'all to know that sometimes just a thank you is enough from the right people to keep you alive. And we don't have any excuses anymore. May God have mercy on the soul of Jason David Frank the Green Ranger who passed away at the age of 49. And may God have mercy on America and its soul if it continues to destroy the heroes that have actually worked hard and even through disappointments and look on and say, there will be better days ahead. We are in deep, deep shit. And we need the providence of whatever God that anybody believes in to get through the incoming and upcoming tragedies that will befall on this nation and the rest of the world. I will be working on three articles within the next three weeks, actually six articles for three different sites in the next three weeks. One of them, again, for the Substack for Beyond This Earth. And there will be three articles for Guru Graphic, but the majority of them will be done for another site. Next week, we will continue on the stories concerning the Twitter files. More updates concerning Stan Bankman-Fried and the FTS scandal, which is starting to get even worse. And other things of that nature as well was difficult to get this show on today very difficult because i tried to tie it into what recently happened but i think that a lot of people are beginning to understand the situation at hand and i know it went a little long we were off for two weeks let it be 
but it had to be said about what we just discussed. Thank you for listening to Beyond This Earth. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Radio Republic, now on Stitcher, also on Amazon Music, and on iHeartRadio Podcasts, and it is truly wherever you get your radio show. We will be back next week on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth is a Garo Gothic production.